Now, back to Professor Birdsong for more Leonard Birdsong Radio on TalkZone.com. Okay, this is Leonard Birdsong back with you. I have as my guest Marvin Rooks. Marvin Rooks is a colleague of mine. He's a lawyer in Orlando. He got his uh, Bachelor of Arts degree from the University of Florida, and he graduated from Stetson University College of Law. That's the oldest law school in Florida. He was a member of the Bar Review. I'm sorry, he's a member of the Law Review, not the Bar Review, the Law Review. He's been practicing commercial law and franchise and distribution law since 1972. He's been very good at it. As a matter of fact, he formed a franchise consulting firm a few years back and uh, had an extensive practice advising franchise clients and preparing legal documents to implement state and national franchise programs. In 2002, he started as an adjunct professor at the Berry University of Law School here in Orlando. He's been very successful. He's taught a number of commercial courses. He was appointed a practitioner in residence, which is quite an honor, in 2012. And in 2013, he became the director of our externship programs. Now, he does a lot of commercial law. He's also a member of the American Bar Association Forum on Franchising. Marvin, are you there? Uh, yes, uh, Leonard. Could I get my wife on and have you tell her all that? <laughs> she knows all that, Marvin, and you know that. Oh, <laughs> she's I, a lovely sure. she's a lovely woman, though. So I'm listen, Marvin. Very, Mar- very glad Mar- to be, be on today. Yeah, well, I'm glad to have you on here because this is my new program, and I try to talk about some things on my mind, get some guests on to talk about things that people might want to know. And I know you know an awful lot about franchising. Let me ask you two questions. What you know, We're not in trial, so I'll now ask this compound question. Can you tell our listeners what is franchising and why is it so popular in the Orlando area? Well, uh, l- let me uh, uh get rid of a myth first. I mean, a lot of people think franchising is French fries. It's a little bit more than, <laughs> it's a little bit more than French fries. Uh, the, the, the definition of a franchise, kind of a, a, a layman's definition, it's yeah. a license to use a trademark in a method of doing business for a fee. Now, okay. The, 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 the best way for me to tell you what a franchise really is, is to compare it the two uh, ways of setting up a business. Let's, All right. take, uh, let's take a hypothetical client. Let's, let's say you have someone who, let's say they were in the military for uh, 20 or 30 years, or they're 50 years old, uh, and, and they've got a pension coming in. They put a little money away, and, and you know they feel like they don't want to retire and just go fishing. They want another business. And, All right. And their dream has been to own a little pizza place. Mm-hmm. Okay, there are two ways that they could go. Number one, they could go out and form their own business, which would mean having to uh, negotiate a lease with a landlord, uh, would have to deal with vendors regarding uh, food products, would have to get business licenses, uh, would just have to create on their own an entire business system, which they probably had no experience in doing. The alternative to that 
which is the franchise alternative, is they could rent a business, R-E-N-T, rent. (laughs) What they would do would would be to go to someone, you know, let's say like a Pizza Hut or or a a chain that everybody knows, and they could say, all right, uh, we, for a fee, we want to use your business system. And that business system would basically consist of uh, uh, being able to use the trademark, which is huge. That's one of the big advantages of a franchise. Right. Uh, uh, they, they would get an operations manual, which would basically guide them through how to set the business up. Uh, they would have a relationship with food vendors uh, along with other franchisees, which would um, you know, give them very favorable uh, pricing. And they would just be basically off and running. And, is this and, what they is this what they sometimes call a turnkey operation, Marvin? Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. Uh, and basically, what you're doing is that uh, you pay an additional upfront fee, anywhere say between thirty and fifty thousand dollars. Some of the big ones, like the big state chains, could be a million. Uh, but you, you you pay the basic fee, and then you agree once once they get you set up in business that you pay royalties, which could be anywhere between 2 and 10%. So wait a minute. Let me ask you this. You know, I don't know a lot about franchising, Marvin. I did criminal stuff and immigration stuff. Do you have to come up with all of the million dollars or all of the 30000 at one time, or can you pay that over time when you Sometimes, buy a franchise? Uh, uh, there are uh, uh, lending institutions that will finance franchise fees. Generally, the franchise, now, now, let me, you know, you know, it took me years to know the difference. A fran- franchisor is the one who sets up the franchise. He owns the bit, the franchise. Franchisee is the one who buys the franchise. Right, right. And, I'm saying that. Okay. And, and, uh, I'm assuming we're talking to a lot of non-lawyers here. So, uh, uh, but anyway, so the franchisor wants their fee either from the franchise, uh, the franchisee or the bank up front, because the fee is not really a profit center. That's really what, uh, if, if the fee is set right, that's what it costs for them to do what they need to do to uh, get the franchisee up and running. Okay, I see that. Now, the second part of my question was, why are there seemingly so many franchises here in the Orlando area? It seems like every business in the world is here. Well, you and I teach at the, the law school, and, and we're kind of on the edge of town. Yeah. And, and we can drive to downtown Orlando, and probably half the businesses that we pass will be franchises. Uh-huh. And, and one of the reasons why there are so many, it's not just Orlando, it's all over the country, because it is a very profitable way of business expansion. And and uh, there are some uh, I'll, I'll list if you like a little later the advantages and disadvantages, but it's a very profitable way to expand. For example, if you were a little uh, pizza place, I, I'm, I'm talking about pizza. I, I haven't had lunch yet. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> That's uh, a the, pair. <laughs> uh, right. If you were a pizza place, let's say you had a very successful operation, you know, one store. Okay, you wanted to expand. Yep. You go out, and let's say that you want to have two more uh, pizza uh, shops. If you do it yourself uh, as a company, you've got to negotiate a new lease. Uh, You've got to go through all of the business regulation. You've got to have agreements, you know, with various vendors. And that takes a lot of capital. 
The right. advantage of franchising is that if you go through the procedure to set up a franchise properly, you can expand with an accelerated growth and let your franchisee pay all those costs. And you, you, uh, you not only don't have the liability, but it's a way for you to generate capital and expand your uh, business operation without having to own many different units. And so you have a sort of an area here where lots of people are going to come every year, every month, and that's a good place to set up business, I take it, right? It's exactly. And and, and one of the reasons you ask why there are so many in Orlando, uh, and we're using Orlando because we happen to live here, but uh, one of the major uh, advantages of a franchise, let's say families come down from New York or Chicago or okay. country. Okay, uh, they come here, they, they stay for a week, they want to go to the attractions, and they've got to eat. They've got to uh, eat. Exactly. Now, you know, they may not be able to find the best hamburger in town, but if they find a place that has golden arches, and you know what that is, I mean... I know what uh, that is. <laughs> that's, that's McDonald's. I mean, you know, uh, they, they have a place where the, that they know is clean, uh, they know has, has good food, they know has wonderful. I, I got to quit talking about food. <laughs> That's all right, Marvin. You can talk they, about they, it. You know, it, it, it is the, it is sort of the lunch hour, lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> they have but, they have the best French fries, and it, it's predictable. And they know the cost. And, right. and So uh, that trademark, the the Golden Arches and the McDonald's, lures them in. You know, my wife and I. You know, we live in Orlando, but we have a home in North Carolina, and uh-huh. they're as much as we can, and we go through these little small towns in Georgia and South Carolina. Yep. And, you know, we tend to look for the chains, like, you know, yeah. the Wendy's and the right. and the places like that, uh, because they're predictable. And, and that's right. one of the main values, main benefits that a franchisee gets, uh, rather than having to start from scratch and build his or her own reputation, they start right. with their own energy. Right. Right. I understand a little bit more about it now. This is just a sideline. On Sunday, I went to see a very good movie with Michael Keaton called The Founder. It was all about Roy Kroc, the guy who started McDonald's and how he became a multimillionaire. It's a very fascinating story. If you haven't seen it, you should probably go see it. We're probably going this weekend. One of the first uh, uh, stores that he started, I grew up in Jacksonville, Florida, and one of the first stores that he started was about a mile from my home. Uh-huh. It was, yeah, it was he's, just phenomenal. Yeah, it was phenomenal. Now, let me just ask from a lawyerly point of view, how much work or time does it take a franchise lawyer like you to prepare all the documents and, I don't know, blue skying or whatever you have to do to make this deal go? Well, franchising as I said, is a very lucrative business, and there are a lot of franchising, uh, a lot of franchises around the country. But one of the negative, and not negative, but one of the downsides, it, it is extremely expensive to uh, uh, initiate a franchise operation from scratch. And the main reason why it's so expensive, it, it is a highly regulated industry. Right. Uh, back, in, back about 30 years ago, there were a lot of abuses in various parts of the country, uh, you know, where people were selling franchises and they were making claims that would not, uh, you know, hold up. And so the Federal Trade Commission regulates franchises uh, 
you know, very carefully. And, and okay. basically, uh, there are two types of, of regulatory states. One is like Florida, where all, where what you have to do is prepare a disclosure document called the Federal uh, Disclosure Document, FDD. That's probably anywhere between a 60 or 100 page document that tells a prospective franchisee everything that they would want to know before they buy a franchise. And that's sort of like a prospectus? Yes. Very, uh, very similar to a blue sky prospectus if you're buying stock. Uh, yeah. A lot of detail in there and attached to that, the way that the relationship, uh, is initiated is that, uh, the franchisor and franchisee enter into a franchise agreement and a copy of that has got to be attached to that federal disclosure document. So mm-hmm. uh, it's quite expensive to, uh, comply with all of those regulations. And they have okay. to be updated periodically. Right. So the question I was getting to, how long does it take you as the lawyer to prepare this? Are we talking about weeks or months the or days? I, the last one I did took about three months. To really oh, okay. Must I have mean, been a big one, huh? Yeah, you, you don't really go out and, and, and find a form in a form book, which a lot of people think lawyers do. I mean, everyone is different, and, uh, you know, these have to – uh, you have to uh, uh, give this form to every prospective franchisee, and in 14 states around the country, you actually have to register that form and have it approved by the regulators. So okay. it, it, it's quite it's quite comprehensive, and well, that's it, one of the uh, the downsides of franchising is that it costs a lot of money to do it properly. But once you right. get it set up, it's it's very very lucrative. All right, Marvin, this has been very helpful, and I hope helpful to our listeners. A couple of more questions before I have to let you go. Um, do you think franchises are a good deal for people, small business people? I really do, because, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's good for the franchisor because they don't have to have all the capital and they don't have to have all the control uh and they can delegate. They, what they're selling with a franchise is their supervision. They're, they're supervising the franchisee. And it, right. it's a way for and them. there's a, a quality control thing there, too, that they have to adhere to. Exactly. There are standards that are set out in the, in the agreement that have to be met. It's good for the franchisee because they can get into a system that is lucrative. It has to be a win-win thing because the franchisor needs to make sure the franchisee makes money because that's the way that the franchisor makes money. With of course. Right. And, and, and but so no- it's, it's good form, and I'm not saying that they're, they're, they're failures in franchising, but when it's set up right, it's win-win because the franchisor does not have as much hands-on type of work that, that they need to do, and the franchisee is taught how to run a business that hopefully can make them a profit. Right. Now, now this is the last question before I have to let you go. It's come to my attention that people who are franchisees, they can lose their license to have their franchise. And just a quick story that I talked about on my first show last week, there was a Dairy Queen somewhere in Illinois outside of Chicago where uh, an African-American mother brought her two or three daughters in to get some Dairy Queen stuff and uh, they got the order wrong. The mother was unhappy. The uh, 
owner came out and he was very nasty to them and told them, uh, you N-words, get out of here, never come back, that sort of thing. They posted this information on Facebook, and about a week later, Dairy Queen took the franchise away from him. There are performance standards, both in terms of volume of, of sales and, and levels of cleanliness, all sorts of standards that you have to meet uh, to uh, uh, to be able to keep your franchise or you can be terminated. Uh, the mm-hmm. story, we, we mentioned Roy Kroc earlier, uh, the story is that he would travel around the country and uh, if he would go into a McDonald's on a freeway that he right. felt like was, was not clean, he would write them a check on the spot and say, you're through. <laughs> and, 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 well, that's certainly one way to do it, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. And, and, and so, uh, you know, uh, one of the really good uh, franchises that, uh, that I have been uh, aware of is Wendy's. And they have very, very careful. They have, they have people that travel around and go to all of their stores. And, you know, it's very hard to go into a Wendy's, you know, where you don't have really, you know, right. high levels that's of performance and whatever the owner's name was Dave something or other, right? The owner of Wendy's. I was say that Dave. He actually wrote one of the best. Dave books. Thomas. Yes, exactly, exactly. You were saying he wrote one of the best books you read? Uh, uh, yeah, he he wrote a book on on franchising uh, uh, before he passed away that is really good, kind of from a more from a layman's perspective than a lawyer's perspective. Yeah, uh, but uh, it's it, it's one of those. Uh, uh, for dummies type books, uh, and it, it, it just very well. It, I, I like those kind of books myself. I can relate to them. All right, Marvin. Well, thank you so much. Uh, if you want someone to get in contact with you about franchising, do you have a website or a telephone number you want to give them? Well, I, uh, I, I don't practice anymore, but I'd be glad to talk to people and point them in the right direction. And okay. uh, my phone number is 321-356-6154. If they give it to, to us. Call, give it. Uh, give it to us again. Three two one three five six six one five four. I'm a full time professor, so I don't really practice law anymore. But I like to help out my friends and get people. You, you know, one of the main things. What I want to leave with Leonard is that if you are thinking of buying a franchise, get a good attorney. Right. A good. It, there are a lot of excellent business attorneys that don't know anything about franchising. Get something right. that really knows the area uh, because there are a lot of pitfalls if you think you're going to just wing it and do it yourself. All right. Well, Marvin, I know you like to talk to people. You're a good man. Thank you so much for coming on, okay? I'll see you at school. Leonard, thank you. I've enjoyed it very much. Okay. All right. All right, Peanut Gallery, you liked it too. Okay, well, we're going to take a little break here. Pause for the cause, as they say.